Hey, welcome to another episode of Underrated. This is our All-Star Game special. Yes. So as you know, All-Star rosters were announced last week, and there were quite a few snubs. A few of those snubs have, uh, you know, since been rectified. Uh, but uh, we're going to highlight a few underrated, unchosen names on this special MLB All-Star Game episode. But uh, before we jump into those names, there are a few other All-Star adjacent things I wanted to hear your thoughts on, Bo. Sure. Yeah, so Miguel Cabrera and Albert Pujols, in their final seasons, were both named special selections by Commissioner Rob Manfred and uh, added to the All-Star roster. Do you think this is a good move? I, I don't. I mean, I just, I just think it's just like, especially with these snubs that we're going to jump into, it almost, like, again, for, for those of you who don't know out there, I'm a lifelong Cardinals fan. Uh, Albert's, you know, a historic figure, but still in all, it's just like, I just think it's like, why now? Why do, why do we start doing this now? Like, give somebody a spot who deserves it. I mean, they, these guys have been lifelong all-stars. They're going to go out there, do their little farewell tour. I just think it's just all fluff. And, you know, I get the appreciation, but can it be done in a different way? You know, like, hey, we're going to consider you a legacy all-star, whatever it is, and uh, but we're still going to have a roster spot for somebody else. You know, I, me, I don't like it. I just think it's just a waste of time. Yeah, yeah. So do you think that this uh, should be included in their official count of all-star selections? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you think they offer any benefit to the to the rosters they're on? You know, the they don't offer any benefit whatsoever. I, I don't believe that for, for any reason. Um, I don't think this improves attendance or it's going to draw more people out. I... I just, I don't really see the purpose of it other than to, you know, uh, like, I mean, just purely we know Albert Pools. Yeah. I mean, but I, we know Albert Pools is real. What's Miguel Cabrera's plan? He's not even on his farewell tour, is he? Yeah. Yeah. He's announced this is his. Oh, he has announced. I think, I okay. believe, I believe. All right. Well, uh, yeah, it's still in all. It's just like, hey, you know, let's pay our respects, but, you know, these are the first two that it's ever happened with. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's not for me. You know, if, if it is for you, let us know on Twitter. Uh, we, I, for me, I just don't see the purpose of it. I, I would like to see that spot go to somebody more deserving of it, not someone who's hitting, you know, sub two twenty. Yeah. Although to be fair, I believe that that Mickey's actually uh, Mickey's hitting over three hundred for he, sure. He's not good. He's below replacement no, level. For sure. Um, that said, you know, it's ostensibly the last season of, of Zach Greinke's career too. Um, how, how is he not deserving of that same honor? Who, That's true. You know, he doesn't have the counting stats of Miguel Cabrera, but in every, every, uh, you know, uh, metric that, that measures, uh, you know, productivity wins above replacement. Greinke is, is pretty, pretty much, you know, 10, 12 higher than, than Miguel Cabrera. Yeah, definitely. You know, we touched on this before in another conversation, but, you know, Zach Granke is really probably going to be the threshold for the future, like you had stated, of, you know, how we vote Hall of Famers, you know, Hall of Fame pitchers, you know, in um, just because of his accomplishments and what he's done in his career. But see, this is why I don't like this. Now you get in this conversation. Now we're not only fighting over just regular roster snubs. Now we're fighting over... 
well, who who carries who carries the torch now for the uh, the legacy spot? Yeah, Why doesn't yeah. somebody get this? You know, why isn't you know somebody else out there? Is you know it's 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 just too much uh, gray area. It adds an extra layer that doesn't even need to be there. Yeah, yeah, and I think that uh, there's a real real case that batting Zach Grinky is more beneficial to your team <laughs> than, saw, than batting uh, Albert Pools. I, I I literally saw uh, that that tweet earlier, and I was just dying. I, I'm like, you know, what, what this, was that tweet? <laughs> did you see that? No. I, just it, it was something like, just let Zach Granke DH all weekend or <laughs> something, and it was just I found that to be freaking hilarious. Honestly, because I mean, yeah, I think yeah. that he's probably a better and more athletic <laughs> hitter than Pujols at this point in their careers. Speaking of which, it's just like you know the other the other night. I don't know if you saw. It may have been yesterday. Cabrera stealing third base. Yeah, it was his, there was an, his fortieth, and then making it home. Yeah, it was his fortieth career steal. Yeah, it was it was so hard watching it. You know, I just well, it kind of reminded me I, of that. Uh, uh, do you remember that uh, that that Pujols attempted steal earlier in the season? Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I, that was another painful moment. It just it it it's crazy that. I, I, you know, I, they are not much older than I am. I mean, you know, I don't, we, I don't, we don't really know what Albert's real age is, <laughs> but I mean, I, you know, I would say, you know, for Miguel Cabrera, at least, you know, um, these guys are athletes for living too. It's very hard. Now I know I am not six, four, you know, uh, 250 pounds. Uh, but, uh, Man, they just—it's uh, tough to see these guys out there yeah. on the base bats, man. Shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Both of them, both, uh, you know, produced their last, uh, you know, positive value season after the in 2016. Both of them could have retired after the 2016 season and had a higher career wins above replacement than they have right now. I, you know, isn't that the way you want to go out? You want to go out on top. Like, you know, you've done it. What else do you have to prove, man? Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I, I understand, you know, the 3,000 hits and then the home run list and all these personal stats, obviously. Well, more importantly than that, the amount of money that they would have to walk away from to retire at that time. Oh, sure. I, I can't I mean, remember the exact number, but like multi hundreds of millions of dollars were left on both of their contracts. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, that said, speaking of, of Pools and his advanced age, um, I'm, I'm sure you've noticed that uh, the Home Run Derby lineups are slowly being released and included on that list, again, is Albert Pools, who will become oh, yeah. the oldest contestant in Derby history at maybe 42 years old, uh, which is his first, uh, first Home Run Derby since 2015 and his fifth overall. Do you think uh, and he what has, a year. Yeah, yeah. Do you think what he has... What a year. 2015. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you think he has any shot at competing in this event? He's got, what, six this year or something? You know, no, I don't. I, I don't even feel like he's going to try to compete. I'm almost scared for him. You know, <laughs> uh, he hit that homer. He hit a homer last night, um, and everyone was going nuts. They're like, oh, he's just, you know, he's get, he's prepping for the home run derby, LOL. No, folks, this this is a man who's up there. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm concerned. Yeah. But again, I'm like, I, who wants to see at this point in time Albert Pujols 
in the home run derby. I just don't know who wants that. Yeah. I mean, even as a Cardinals fan, Albert is a historic figure. You know, Albert is ranks above, you know, most saints for for, for yeah. people, you know, at St. Louis. I don't want to see that. I have no interest in that whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a horrible last memory of someone who who had so many great great moments throughout their history as a Cardinal. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's like getting wheeled out there when you're 100 years old, you know, in a wheelchair after being, you know, a, a movie star your entire career. You don't want people to see you like that. We go to the bank, man. Exactly. Uh, but, yeah, that's... Yeah, and I think I that, know you know, the Home Run Derby isn't a cakewalk. Like, it, it takes endurance and a lot of a lot of skill. You're, you're hitting how many balls? 500 feet? For sure. You know? Like, it... yeah. It, it takes a lot of athletic ability, and uh, I don't know if Pujol still has that. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't believe he does at all. We'll just say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that being said, let's let's jump into some all star all star snubs uh, and oh, some yeah. un- underrated players. Anybody you want to talk Definitely. about today, Bo? Yeah, you know, um, let's start with the end now. I love the NL roster, to be honest. I do. You know, like I said, obviously as a Cardinals fan, lefty, I mean, seeing Goldschmidt, awesome, of course. But, you know, I'm I'm absolutely pumped for Starling Marte. You know, we've, we've talked about this. Uh, he's been one of my favorite MLB players in the league for a few years now. Truly, I, I think he's an undervalued player. But, um, you know, the player I see is the biggest – NL All-Star snub is Atlanta Braves third baseman Austin Riley. So you know you and you and our fans may agree, may disagree, but you know I am in literal awe at the fact that he was not selected as a, an injury replacement to Bryce Harper. Um, and frankly, that Contreras and Garrett Cooper got the nod over him is is, is shocking to me too, um, in different ways. But, you know, this one's tough for me. Uh, you know, my MLE hot take a couple months back, if you recall, was that I believe uh, Manny Machado was going to be the NL MVP. Uh, I love Manny. I, I know you share that sentiment as Absolutely. well. And, and he's just, I mean, watching him is is, is fun. Wow. I mean, yeah. outstanding player. Yeah, and it's remarkable how young he still is. Right. I mean, we he's got a whole baseball lifetime yeah. ahead of him. Yeah, he's, Literally. he's I mean, not he, even 30 yet. No, you take a look at these players like we were just talking about, Cabrera, Pujols, if, you know, he he could have another 10, 12 years ahead of him. Absolutely. And that is shocking, yeah, right? Yeah, So, you know, I'm also a huge Nolan Arenado fan. There's a jersey hanging six feet away from me right now. Uh, you know, he's been one of my favorite players in the game going back to his time with the Rockies. So I didn't expect Riley to beat out either of those guys. But if we're talking numbers – you know, going into today, his OPS was at 9.07. That was entering play today. Um, after play, today, 25 homers, you know, uh, 347 OBP, 3.3 war on the season so far. Um, and, you know, all-star selections, I get it. They're, they're a popularity contest. I understand that stuff. But but that's you know, what also what's surprising is that that, uh, that Atlanta fan base is uh, one that, that one that comes out for their own. Exactly. And I mean, especially after today, you know, with that 25th homer, I, I, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but uh, he joined Hank Aaron, Eddie Matthews, 
uh, Chipper, Andrew Jones, Andres Galarraga, among others, as the only Braves to hit 25 homers or more before the All-Star break. So, I mean, he was just named NL Player of the Week the other day, you know, a couple days ago. So what are your thoughts, Lefty? Why didn't this kid make the cut? You know, it's really, really hard to say. I think that fan voting is odd. Um, You know, obviously every team needs a representative. And despite missing some time early in the season and not being all that great this year, Ronald Acuna Jr., uh, you know, won the fan vote and uh, is a starter for the NL. Um, Oh, yeah. Which is weird voting. Um, But that's the same with Jock Peterson of the Giants, who's also not not having uh, a good season in terms of uh, advanced stats. Obviously, sure. he's being yeah. pr- productive at the plate, but uh, has is, in my opinion, it's not deserving of an all-star nod at all. Um, sure, yeah. And, you know, I could see that, uh, you know, a, a team that's underrepresented, underrepresented like the Marlins, Garrett Cooper, uh, you know, could definitely fill in for Bryce Harper. He could probably start over Jock Peterson. Um, sure, So. Sure. You know, it just is is surprising to me that uh, Turner wasn't, or sorry, Austin Riley wasn't voted for, um, and it's more surprising that he wasn't the choice to fill in. Man, it's crazy. What about you, NL side? NL Who do you side. think is the biggest NL snub here? That that uh, I think my answer is going to make you happy, Bo. <laughs> but I, I do want to I do want to chat about the definition of an all star. To sure. me, it's kind of you know, it's got it's got two facets. Obviously, there's the best overall performance, but I think that just a small amount of that should be how important a player is to their team. Of course. And that's why I wanted to talk about, uh, you know, one of your Cardinals, Tommy Edmond. Tommy Edmond. Ah, oh, man. Yes, I, you, I, 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 I was shocked. You know that he is third among position players in all the MLB in uh, wins above replacement? I do. I do. Obviously, he's, uh, you know, good but not great in terms of hitting. His 692 OPS is slightly above average, but it's not going to blow anybody away. Seven home runs and 33 RBI aren't phenomenal. Um, You know, his 19 stolen bases are significant, but that's far from making someone uh, an all-star snub. Right. What makes Edmund stand out is his defense. His defensive wins above replacement are far and away number one in the league. Between second base, shortstop, and third, he's accumulated 14 outs above average. In that outs above average metric, StatCast has him pegged in the 100th percentile, literally setting the bar for the best defensive (laughs) players. Um, You know, according to those StatCast metrics, uh, you know, which compare similar defensive plays across the league to create uh, the probability that you know, an average defender will successfully make a play. Edmund has single-handedly prevented 10 runs from scoring. I believe it. As of today, the average team scores slightly over four runs per game, meaning his defensive ability, loosely, have helped the Cardinals win two and a half games. As of this recording, two and a half games is the difference between the Cardinals making the playoffs and watching the playoffs from home this fall. So, undoubtedly, Edmund is among the best players in the league so far this uh, season, but his contribution to that St. Louis roster can't go understated. Uh, you know, his defense has made them a playoff contender. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, uh, one of the, you know, weakest, you know, parts of the St. Louis Cardinals this season alone is, is just their, their, their starting pitching, right? It's struggled. It's just been a roller coaster ride. There's been injuries, but it just has been inconsistent here. Uh, but with that inconsistent starting pitching, we've seen some great defense. Tommy Edmond at, you know, the helm of that you know, without a doubt, and has continued to do it over time, yeah, you know, going yeah. back to last season, right? Yeah, yeah, wasn't quite as productive, but still had a, a really great season, and he's been that productive at three different positions that all have their own uh, unique challenges and all, you know, fairly difficult defensively. For sure. Uh, he's got a, you know, I, I think a career, you know, 13 war, um, you know, he's played, what, three and a half seasons, maybe four seasons, uh, you know, if we're, if we're looking at it right now. Um, he's a young man, and he's, he's got a lot of life and a lot of gas left in the tank. I, I think these numbers are going to explode. I mean, as, especially defensively, I think he's going to turn out to be a, uh, a big name. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and, and as, as players age, those defensive numbers don't typically, uh, um, you know, fall quite as much as you might, you might see offensively. Um, so yeah, he's got a great, great career ahead of him. Um, let's jump over to the AL. Give me your snub for the AL side, Bo. Well, you know, this was a tough one, right? Uh, my choice for the AL is Mariners starting pitcher, Logan Gilbert. And, you know, I, I, I look at it this way. Sometimes, you know, I look at it as, you know, a, a snub, but more so someone who's a little overlooked. But this was, this was a, this was, this is tight, right? Statistically, this was a tight one as far as the pitching went on the AL side. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the stats are really, really close if you look into it. You know, but if we're just talking about guys like Paul Blackburn, Framber Valdez, and Martin Perez, I believe Logan Gilbert could have won a spot. I mean, this year he's got 10 wins so far. He's second in the AL behind Verlander. But, you know, specifically if you look at the majority of those wins, you know, they're against solid teams. He's got two wins against division rival Houston, against Tampa, against the Angels, against San Diego. I mean, hell, he has 30 more strikeouts than Paul Blackburn in only 15 more innings pitched. He's also given up less earned runs the entire year. You know, yeah, ERA is, uh, you know, uh, 2.80 compared to Blackburn's 3.45. You know, obviously that stands out, but he's also pitching for Oakland. You know, yeah. I understand. Yeah. But same amount of games started and played in. You know, I just, I feel like this kid's been dishing it out all year, and he's in the top 10 statistically in, in several categories. I mean, there's one obvious, uh, you know, snub out there as well. But, I mean, when it really comes down to it, um, I, I think he's got that spot. Uh, you know, I, I, I think uh, he could challenge even Valdez, who, who has pitched more innings but has less wins, uh, more walks, and, and less strikeouts than Gilbert. Yeah, so, yeah, um, yeah I mean, that, from that standpoint, I mean, again, he's had a great season with the, with the Mariners. Um, he's got some nasty stuff. He's a solid pitcher. Uh, I, I hope we can see this continue, but – would have liked to see him get that all-star nod. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's, uh, I, I thought that he would kind of fall out, uh, fall off a bit after his, you know, hot start. 
but yeah, he's continued agreed. to produce. And, uh, you know, and now that team is actually coming together around him. Uh, yeah, uh, they, yeah. they started out slow as a, as a team, and that whole pitching staff has kind of picked it up recently. Um, you know, I think that he's had a pretty solid season, and there's definitely the argument that uh, he should be there. Um, unfortunately, sure. every team has a selection, and yep. they's, you know, nothing against uh, Paul Blackburn, but uh, if he's the stick we measure against, uh, unfortunately, the bar is a little <laughs> bit lower. <laughs> right, right, right. No, I understand. Absolutely. Yeah, again, it was, it's, you know, statistically, it's it's a tough one. I mean, the AL starting pitching has been crazy uh, yeah. on that side, you know, with McClanahan, Verlander, Manoa, Cortez, Cole, Otani. You know, it, it's been pretty wild over there. It's a tough group to break into. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, I completely understand. Yeah, and I want to piggyback off that and talk about another AL pitcher who uh, currently uh, runs out every fifth day for the most dysfunctional clubhouse in the league. <laughs> We're going to talk about White Sox starter Dylan Cease. You know, he, pi- he picked up 2022 right where he left off in terms of development last season, and he currently sits fourth among AL starters in terms of fan grass wins above replacement. He also leads all qualified starters in strikeouts per nine innings with a staggering 13.1. As of his start yesterday, July 12th, he leads all of MLB in strikeouts with 142 and only 97.2 innings. His 2.3 ERA is second among AL starters, while his FIP and XFIP, that's fielding independent pitching, are among the top five. That start was also his 11th this season in which he registered at least at least eight strikeouts and surrendered one or fewer earned run. And just to contextualize that, I'm going to, I'm going to quote some stats here from a uh, White Sox Twitter uh, stats guru, Jay Kuda. Um, just to, just to contextualize the season he's having. Sure. Since the inception of the all-star game, 73 pitchers have reached the break with at least 120 strikeouts and a sub-250 ERA. 72 of those pitchers were named all-star rosters. The 73rd is still in cease. <laughs> Through 87 games played this season, Dylan Cease has 12 starts in which he struck out at least eight batters and given up two or fewer earned runs. The yeah. only other players to accomplish that feat were Randy Johnson, Pedro Martinez, Roger Clemens, and Bob Feller. That's uh, some pretty esteemed company, uh, at least oh, yeah. at least in terms of pitching prowess. I don't think you'd want to leave your uh, your daughter around Roger Clemens. Yeah, <laughs> I I agree. You wouldn't want that. Yeah. So, but it, so in terms of dominance, it's hard to imagine any batter would want to face uh, Dylan Cease. No. Yeah. I 100 percent agree. I think this is the no brainer. Yeah. Right. This a- is the no brainer. I, I I think that. All those names that I mentioned earlier, okay, let's, I mean, Logan Gilbert kind of falls into that. Obviously, we talked about every team needs a representative, you know, obviously Anderson, you know, has got to be there. I get it. But at the same time, uh, uh, he's in the top five of everything, yeah. every category, statistically. I mean, we're talking about Justin Verlander here, Yeah. okay? He's, uh, Dylan Sees has less innings pitched. And almost 50 more strikeouts. Yeah, it's remarkable. 
And and just to it, it's, just it's to crazy. extrapolate a little bit, right? He's only pitched ninety seven point two innings and has hundred and forty two right. strikeouts, meaning almost half of all of the outs he's had this season have become via strikeout. Right. Is McClanahan still ahead of him just by a few strikeouts? Is he the no, AL strikeout um, leader? No, uh, Cease overtook him yesterday, although that could change if McClanahan uh, gets a start sure. in the coming days. Sure. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's just like that. I mean, we're talking about, like, you know, I think Verlander at 11-3 and three with, you know, an ERA at 2, I, I, I think he sets a bar right there, right? But Seas has given up less home runs. I mean, he's given up. I mean, the earned runs are almost identical. Yeah, and, and, and Dylan Seas has pitched in two more games. Well, and that's kind of part of the issue, right? Is that Dylan Seas uh, has given up so many unearned runs. You know, right? It, it's hard for uh, some fans to, uh, to to understand the uh, how that's you know representative of defense. Not exactly. Uh, you know, a pitcher's ability. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I, um, this one is a head scratcher. I, I don't understand the logic behind it, but, um, you know, it's, it's happened and it's just, it, it really is a shame. It's just a bummer, right? Again, we talked about having these, you know, special made up spots for, you know, Albert Pools and Cabrera. And it's, it's like, you know, we really want to pay our dues. Let's give it to somebody who hasn't has is is currently working for it. These guys have every accolade you can you, you can have already. Exactly, you know? and and you know, the the pitching lineup is not voted on. It's it's something that's selected, um, right? And I can't imagine a manager would want to walk out there and select you know not the best pitchers available and it seems like that's right. what they've done in this case oh absolutely this is exactly you know you know what they've done and uh you know like i said i you know, i i get this is a, you know a tough group but i i mean when we're talking about names uh, mcclanahan verlander cole sees those are the names that we're talking about. Otani, right? You know, those are the names that we're talking about. You know, the the Paul Blackburns, the you know the Valdezes and the Gilberts are are, are right there on the cusp. Um, Seas isn't in that area, right? I mean, he's nowhere close. He is light years ahead. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's 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 a bummer, you know. And I think I'm not sure how um, players these days feel about these you know, all-star selections and, you know, they probably have a completely different take on the process, but still in all, I mean, when it's this clear cut uh, for guys like Riley and for, for C's, it's, it's hard to stomach, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, maybe it is an homage to the, the team he comes from. Maybe there's a manager who, who, you know, wants to pay homage to that dysfunctional clubhouse and said, you know what, I'm going to honor you and your manager and I'm not going to select the best players available. I want a weaker lineup. <laughs> right. We're going to follow suit here. Yeah. Yeah. So, Tr- trust that's me. The, I, uh, that's the legacy I, selection for, uh, for Tony La Russa. <laughs> you know, I got to say, totally off topic, but I, 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 I was sure, and, and so are most St. Louisans, that Albert Pujols was going to end up with the Chicago White Sox. Really? Prior to the, uh, 
oh yeah in some way shape or form like the we thought it was going to be a you know situation like that but season's uh, not over yet <laughs> that's right is it too late for a mid-season trade <laughs> he could he could be uh 2008 ken griffey jr right reunite two great minds yeah i um it's a uh, it's a shame man but uh totally i um now is there anybody on either of these rosters that you just absolutely don't like uh like as a as a player or as a person <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> minus the personals, but like you just don't, you know, feel like they should be there. You know, I know we talked about spots being available and yeah. whatnot. I mean, but... I touched upon it earlier. I think that that Jock Peterson might be the weakest name in the lineup. Same with Acuna. Sure. He's had a great career, but this has not been his season. Um, right. He should not be uh, the, the starter on that team. Um, right. Uh, that, that's one that stands out to me. Um those are the, the, the biggest, um, at least among the starters. Um, anybody that, that stood out to you? I don't know. I mean, CJ Crone, like, I mean, I get the numbers and the stats. You know, I just, again, like you said, uh, somebody's got to be, you know, um, somebody's got to represent the uh, the team. Uh, the Rockies need a representative. And like I said, they're, they're good numbers. You know, he is hitting that stadium, but I just – I don't know, man. Just yeah, just to just to contextualize, right? Crone has two more wins above replacement than Jock Peterson. <laughs> there you go. Very a, f- a full a full replacement level player between the two. Oh my goodness, this is crazy! Wow. Well, um, it'll be interesting. I um, like I said. On both sides, I'm super excited for a few different, you know, reasons. Obviously, plenty of, you know, Cardinals players out there, but also guys like Sandy Alcantara. Just, oh, my God. The, the season that he's having, he, he could have been in a Cardinals uniform. Yeah. We, we screwed that up. That was. Uh, I know uh, that I probably uh, hurt you quite a bit every time I text you. Oh, said, man, could, it's could so, you imagine so if you tough. Had it's full... painful. <laughs> so, I, just, to, just for listeners, I, I text Bo uh, probably weekly and say, Hey, could you imagine if you still had Sandy Alcantara <laughs> as a pitcher? That would mean that the four highest producing players in baseball, Sandy, Nolan Arenado, Paul Goldschmidt, and Tommy Edmond are all on the same team. All on one team. I mean, it's uh, you know, it's a uh, it's a dream scenario. But as, you know, you go through life, you realize dreams don't come true. So, <laughs> <laughs> Here we are, man. But uh, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm absolutely excited. Like I said, um, you, you know, gl- glad to see Jazz Chisholm, um, you know, out there. Like I, I'm I'm glad to see where his his career has gone, for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. He uh, he's been an exciting and you know fun player to watch. Absolutely, man. Um, you know. So, are you gonna are you gonna tune in and watch Albert Pools in the home run derby? Or are you just gonna catch the highlights the next day? I'll just catch the highlights. <laughs> you know, I've I, I haven't been a big home run derby guy for quite a while. You know, since, I, since you uh, hit puberty. <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> yeah, right, right. I just, uh, you know, I, I, I think for me, uh, especially, you know, I, I think I got sick of the Chris Berman shtick, the whole thing. You know, I just, I don't know. It just kind of fell 
out of favor in in my mind, and it just became boring, right? Yeah. Uh, but you know, when I was young, it was uh, the most exciting event. Uh, that's what you wanted to watch, you yeah. know, to see yeah, uh, for sure. Ken Griffey Jr. out there with his head on backwards, just you know, killing it, yeah. having a good time. You know, that was it was fun, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, maybe we'll see uh, Pete Alonzo uh, with the three Pete. Uh, that's right. And the mustache, <laughs> if you haven't seen it. And and the mustache. Um, are you gonna are you gonna pick up one of those uh those gold Goldschmidt jerseys? You know, I was gonna ask, what do you think on these uh, All Star uh, jerseys? You know, I'm a I'm a big fan. Uh, I me too. I think that the scheme could have been a little more you know Dodger centric. I do. Yeah. I do thoroughly enjoy the fact that they have transitioned away from wearing their own uniforms i think that that's a really really silly thing to do i don't understand it so this this current transition to you know uh solid you know league jerseys i think is a good one um i think the jerseys look very nice i i do wish that they were a little more uh you know focused towards the home field they're playing on sure yeah agreed i i i I, I like them though. I was pleasantly surprised when I saw them, and I, I thought they're pretty cool. Yeah, the gold Goldie would be would be pretty cool, absolutely, for sure. Yeah, so that, I think that that's gonna wrap it up for us today. Uh, fun talking about uh, these all star snubs with you. Probably not fun for them, but uh, yeah, it's fun yeah. talking with you, Bo. Uh, you know, listeners too, can uh, uh, can catch us on Twitter and Patreon. Uh, Twitter at underrated pod. That's under underscore rated underscore pod. Um, and Patreon at patreon.com slash underrated pod. Where can they uh, catch this uh, episode? Yeah, definitely. And we, like I said, we're, we're open to hearing what uh, you feel were, were snubs on your end and uh, any other thoughts. So please, you know, reach out, let us know. Until next time. Yeah. Do you want to let them know where they can uh, find our episodes? You can find them on Spotify or anywhere else podcasts can be found. We'll see you next time.